Happy Friday, everybody. Marquis Devereaux, Verbal Assault Livestream. We are a political podcast that uh, gives you viewpoints from both sides of the equation. Very unusual thought nowadays when everybody's outside, they're protesting, they're screaming, they're arguing back and forth on political talk shows. Um, we, we on this show believe in fighting with your intellect, fighting with the facts and and intelligently coming at each other with our viewpoint. So um, being that you may be listening to us, you're probably listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or one of the other 11 platforms that we're on. In addition to that, you can um, view us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as YouTube. Now, um, today joining me, I have, um, to end out the week, Mr. Kirk Adair. Kirk Adair is a documentarian he is a professor, and he's a person that knows an awful lot about wine. Mr. Kirk Adair, am I to understand that you're drinking a glass of wine now? No, I'm drinking um, um, dandelion tea. <laughs> no, because it's um, in its um, allergy circulation. It cleans the liver. It's it's incredibly good for you. And in these days of coronavirus, whatever you can do to get your immune system up, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I would also like to go ahead and reintroduce Mr. Sam Schwartz. Sam Schwartz is a proud Marxist and socialist. He doesn't believe that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a true socialist because she represents the same capitalist system. Sam, how are you doing today? Fine. How are you? Very well, and we are happy to have you back. Thank you. In addition, um, leaning to the right side of the equation, I have Mr. Bob from Nassau County. Bob is uh, known as the anonymous conservative. He wears a paper bag because of the fact that in New York, having a right-leaning point of view is just not safe. Would you agree with that assessment, Mr. Mr. Bobby from Nassau? I would indeed, and I can make a, a, a correlation. I used to go to a lot of New York Yankee games in Memorial Stadium before they built Camden Yards. I've been hit with debris, apples, all kinds of stuff. Because you're a Republican? Because you're a conservative? No, because I'm a Yankee fan in, in Baltimore. That's oh. my point. I made the correlation between being conservative in a very liberal-leaning New York state. Okay, well, um, I haven't seen any signs I've wanted to throw an apple at you, though I will say that in Boston, which is known as a blue state, they might, they might throw other things at you, and it wouldn't be because you were a conservative. I will just say that, uh, because that is definitely not Yankee territory. Now, last, to round out things today, I have Mr. Samuel Cachera. Um, Samuel is my independent right-leaning host, and we oftentimes go back and forth on our political viewpoints and today's subject matter is about defunding the police now that's a thought so everybody is holding up signs saying that they want to defund the police here in new york state 
when a Republican called out a Democrat and said, you want to create anarchy, the Democrat said, you shouldn't take the meaning of defund the police literal. But Samuel, wouldn't you say that this is, that this is the game that Trump plays? You, you put out wording and then you try to clarify it as something else. So defund the police doesn't mean defund the police. That, that's just fake news. So a Democrat said, don't take it literal. And you want to throw it onto the president because you want to, you want to uh, deflect. So let's not deflect. Let's, let's, let's just leave it where it was. Where, where it okay. Leaves. All right. So, so if your Democratic uh, buddy there would like. My Democratic buddy to, uh, would like. Would like. Then I think that. I think there's a lot of things that we're going to be saying that for in the future. I, I believe we're going to revisit this conversation, this topic anyway. Um, I think anyone who wants to defund the police is stupid. I think that if they decide to do that, Marquis, and you're going to have to agree with me, uh, it's going to leave too many people vulnerable and it's going to leave too few people who we don't like in the now to probably wind up controlling things, controlling the streets, controlling access to places. Um, imagine having to run to your nearest drug dealer to say, you know, oh shit, we have a we ha we have a robber on the on the block, who's going to stop the robber, right? So the so now your drug dealers become your superheroes. Like, what's going to happen? I, I like that you mentioned that fact because um, I would like to mention to the audience that in one point, at one point in society, this is exactly how uh, mafiosi neighborhoods were. And um, there was a lot of order in the mafiosi neighborhoods because uh, if, you didn't, if you didn't follow the rules of the neighborhood, you were whacked, you know, you were, you were offed. So let's, let's ask this question. Um, should we restructure law enforcement, Kirk Adair? Oh, absolutely, yeah. You have to hold them responsible. You have to have an oversight committee. Uh, you have to change the recruitment because um, since Hiram Walker Bush Sr., they were recruiting bullies um, because there were a lot of uh, people that were applying for the police force that were very compassionate and they weren't um, rejected. They wanted uh, people who had uh, issues and uh, they still hire that way. Uh, you have to have an oversight, um, really much more structured like uh, the Army in the officer situation. Uh, you have to, first of all, and you have to train them differently, all right, because what's gone on since Hiram Walker Bush Sr. is they were sending in um, uh, SEALs, uh, ex-Navy SEALs like the kind that uh, unfortunately got pardoned for having their pictures taken with bodies, like really vicious. I mean, the SEALs are a great organization, but these guys were real. This particular colonel was very vicious. He was going in and training a lot of police departments, and he was saying, shoot first, don't ask questions, because it'll take too much time for the courts to, to sort it out. And they were profiling minorities, and you can see this. They're training films where he just talks about it. You just off them. You shoot them and worry about it later. They'll get off. Um, and they have, this has to be absolutely changed. It has to be changed. They have to be funded properly. They have to be disciplined. There has to be an oversight committee. 
And the other situation is they have to be demilitarized. That's incredibly important because, again, since Hiram Walker Bush Sr., they've been getting all of this desert storm equipment and flak vests and helmets. When I, when I was in Hong Kong, there were plenty of, of protests, and sometimes we were in the army. We were asked to turn out to assist the police, the military, and assistance of the, of the, of the um, civil. And the thing was, you didn't wear helmets. You, 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 your cover was a soft cap. You were in a uniform. With, you know, uh, an undress uniform without um, any militaries, no sidearms, you were the police. You know, occasionally there were uh, some police with, with batons, but there was no strike gear. There was none of this stuff that you see now because it has, it, we were told that it had the ability to exacerbate the situation. I, I, th I would never defund the police, but I think they have to be retrained, disciplined, and, um, funded in such a way, and there has to be an oversight committee so that this situation that's been going on and, and certain things like chokeholds is sort of absolutely no, absolutely not. Okay. Someone made a, one last thing is somebody made a suggestion that if they were, um, if they were sued for police brutality and the funding came out of the retirement funds, there'd be a lot less brutality because they'd be paying for it out of, the, out of their uh, police funds, which I thought was an interesting suggestion. Here's what's happening right now in the state of New York. Uh, it, let me correct myself. Here's what's happening right now in the city of New York. There are funds being diverted from the police into youth programs. Uh, Mayor de Blasio, uh, Bill de Blasio of New York City, who once was on the Democratic um, platform to run for president, one of the candidates, his wife is now overseeing this program uh, of money that's being diverted from the police department. I believe it's about $1 billion and going into these youth programs. Bobby from Nassau County, the anonymous conservative, you live in Long Island and you have mentioned the problem of gangs. I believe we have discussed MS-13 on this program. When you hear about what's happening in New York City and diverting a billion dollars over into these youth programs, do you as a conservative believe this is the right approach? I don't think it's right to def take the money from the police department. If if they need money for youth programs, then then the the city or the state should find additional funding to to support those programs. And I agree. I think it's powerful. One of the um, one of the suggestions I have heard is that law enforcement needs to get back into the community and have these uh, police athletic league programs so that you've got the police working directly with the youth in that city and encouraging them and supporting them so that there's not this animosity against the police, which is being unfortunately uh, promoted by a lot of these radical organizations. Radical. Um, I'd like to ask Sam Schwartz, what will it take for the protests to subside? They're going on every single day, and it's global. What will it actually take for the protests to stop and for life to get back to quote-unquote normal? First of all, all these movements 
They've come and gone, come and go. In the past, they get hot. They're hot now, and eventually, they, they, they people get tired. They get, they can't go out all the time, and they will soon go back. But that doesn't mean the seeds of 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 new new ideas, socialist ideas, have been implanted. Have been implanted by these mass, uh, by this by these uh, mass movements and protests. Um, you know, and to to say that uh, the police should be defunded, we're clear on what that means. Um, and the word, you know, it means do no more police. And I, that's, that's what it means. No more police. Uh, the police now have a the total membership of something. I mean, the people in the police force, the cops, 690,000. That includes marshals, uh, like I said, uh, the, on another program, uh, U.S. marshals, uh, Secret Service, the, uh, the, uh, the, the municipal, city, county, national guard, and even the uh, the U.S. you know the U.S. active armed forces. That they, this is what re, the uh, the ruling class relies on. They're not going to defund it in any kind of way. What they're going to uh, they're not they may def take some of the money out of it. But police systems, uh, police departments have grown in all major cities now in the last 20, 30 years. They've gotten larger, not smaller. And they've done away with a lot of, a lot of these programs that were, like uh, Kirk was saying, they're gone. The police are now much more militant. Uh, they come, they're more, uh, they come in, in, they look like soldiers. They look like in combat. And Kader was, so would say the something. Thing, the thing that, so we, what should, even in, just now, just to, to, to let you know the difference, in the words of the Democratic Council ma member, uh, Philip, I'm reading this, Philip Cunningham, we have to work alongside the amazing police department, uh, Chief Rondo, and our community to, to build these new systems and plan to transform them. This is a classic bait and switch maneuver and tend to confuse and divert the movement into safe channels. That's what's going on. They want to divert this. It's defunded, we, we say get rid of them. Have a neighborhood community uh, 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 defense force, a neighborhood watch made up of the com community. Also, the union should get involved. They have something like 390,000, and I know in, in uh, members in the AFL-CIO and the other major unions inside Minneapolis alone. They can then also have a major strike, uh, uh, create a major strike. But I, but I want to stop. I want to stop. Who has the power and put the power, in, in, power into Let, the working class? You, you're, you're talking about the unions. Food. You're talking about the unions. And unions are known to operate sometimes as mob rule. Is, is that what you're suggesting? It's like, it's like, yes, the leadership. I'm talking about rank and file. These leaders collaborate with the, with the ruling class. Uh, they should be out on the streets organizing these workers. They have the ability to do that. They organize strikes. But the leadership is, is sold out. And I'm talking about rank and file. That's who's out now in the, pro in the protest. There's a, I'm an 1199 member. A lot of my people are out there now uh, in, pro in the protests who are members of 1199, but they're not, they're not the, the, the bureaucrats. They're not the, the president of the union. And that's okay. what should be done. And what is 1199? Oh, I'm sorry. It's healthcare unions. The biggest healthcare union in, in probably in the world. Wow. The healthcare. Healthcare. healthcare is very hot button right now because uh, I was just having a conversation yesterday with two people on the street and they said that hospitals and healthcare is having to restructure. 
uh, during a pandemic, a major hospital here in New York City, Mount Sinai, is laying off workers, and right. they're also cutting benefits. So, um, but I'm going to take it back to the. I'm going to take it back to the police. Samuel Kachira, if you were to compare colonial law enforcement in times of enslavement to current day law enforcement, what would you say is different? Um, to be honest, I don't know much about colonial law enforcement. Um, give me a quick overview, something quick. Well, in, in colonial period, it was understood that we had to protect landowners and we had to protect property. Land Wasn't it was mostly property. the militia that did that, the local militia. In the country, well, in the, beginning, in the city, you had metropolitan police in Boston, in Washington, Philadelphia, Williamsburg, um, Savannah. And you also had the slave police. The slave police. Now, Samuel, when you hear that word slave police, again, so if I compare colonial law enforcement to current day, Sam Schwartz, I'm sorry, uh, Kirk Adair talks about the militarization of the police force. Okay, well, so if funds are being diverted from the police, maybe some of the money that's being spent on this military equipment can be diverted away because we know the police are given things like a gun, a baton, uh, handcuffs, badges, mace. And a taser. All of these and, things, and taser, thank you. All of these things that are given to the police, I think when they were initially implemented was to combat something else that was going on around them. For example, uh, maybe they were given pepper spray or mace uh, because it was less effective than a beatdown. Sorry, not less effective. As effective as a beatdown without the beatdown, right? Like they can stop someone without hurting them physically, without bodily harm. Um, you're talking about the militarization of these policemen. I think I think it's um it's harsh to 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 talk about it in that way because part part of like Kirk there was saying how they became all vested up with different equipments and things. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but that's because the 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 um the shooters became more advanced in their weaponry. And so they needed better protection. You know, as I understand it. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I don't think I am. I think that they got new vests because bullets were penetrating the old vests. You know, I think that they get a, every piece of equipment that they've upgraded on is to, to stop something that the, the criminals have already advanced with. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kirk, but what do you say about that? No, they were militarized with an agenda. If they did, they didn't need the Kevlar vest. You don't, you don't need the tanks. You don't need the S, you know, S armored SUV. None of that crap. That was all Hiram Walker Bush Sr. and the New World Order and that agenda, um, the bankers' agenda of locking down this country. You know, I mean, Gates is only one example of it. With you know, wanting to chip everybody. They don't need this crap. 
you know, the, the more you militarize, you know, you have the army, that's one thing, but you, do, you don't need to militarize the police. You don't, they don't need Kevlar vests. They don't need any of that stuff. That's, that's exacerbating the violence level. Um, and, well, nobody and, would know. No, how, what? How many, how many criminals would know that they're actually wearing a Kevlar vest? All they have to do is just wear it. What's that got to do with anything? You know, they, they, don't, they don't need that stuff. I mean, the, 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 you can have an armed unit, but the, the, the trouble is that they've armed, they've continually armed, armed, upper armed, rearmed the, the police in this country. You know, the, it used to be that the police walked a beat, then they stuck them in cars. Right. You know, so that's, that's like one thing away. Um, you know, they, they need to walk a beat. They need to walk around, all right? They don't need to be sitting in a car, you know. I mean, I've, ha I've had examples where, um, in one case where I was mugged, I went looking for a cop, you couldn't find one, and then you found three of them in a donut shop. I remember <laughs> on 9-11, I walked up from the village all the way to 57th Street before I found a cop. I went to, I was actually taking a mask to a, I got a mask for me and a mask for a friend of mine who was bartending, I took the mask to the bar. This guy walked in who was incredibly Can't hear you. suspicious. Okay. Uh, in fact, who was in fact, I went to find a cop. It took me half an hour. The two of them were in a bakery. I finally said, they said, are you sure? I said, yes, I, I, I've been to the Middle East. I know what this is about. This guy is in the bar. I told him, I told a friend of mine, give everybody a round of drinks until I get a cop and I'm bringing him back. I brought the cop back. We, we searched the bar and we found out that the guy got away by going downstairs through a door to the restaurant next door. But the, the point was that they were armed to the teeth at that point and they've been armed to the teeth ever since. And it's, it, I, I don't believe it's necessary. I believe that it's an excess aggravation. And the fact that they, they draw the gun at, 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 the, at the drop of a hat, that, that should be the last thing that they, the last effort. And they, okay. I mean, and they have the gun out. They said, well, I'm fear for my life. Well, God damn it, you're, you're, you're supposed to be trained so that you, you don't escalate to that situation. I mean, in the military, they're trained to that situation. You don't see, but the police are trained differently. They're like, shoot first and ask questions later. Right, okay. So getting back to defunding the police, yeah? So if we're going to defund the police, I mean, um, Bobby, what do you think? Like, do you think that defunding the police is more of just a democratic talking point? Or because, like, there's an, there's an upcoming election, so they're trying to, you know, secure the black votes and, and things like that? Or what do you think about that, Bobby? I think the political spin is very evident. Uh, do they really mean it, or is it is it just kind of a talking point? That's a that's you know I don't know. But the fact remains is we don't need to take money away from the police. If if money is needed elsewhere for a program, then find the money and put the money in there. Don't you don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Let me make an example. If you have uh, in the hospital industry, let's say you've got a bunch of doctors who are purposely committing malpractice. You don't close down and defund the hospitals because of that. It's the same Absolutely. thing with the bad cop. You deal with the bad cops on their level. You know, like you prosecute them. You know, this Correct. is, I think, to, to Marquis' question earlier, what do you think the 
would cause the riots to go down. So to see justice done and not dick around. These guys in um, um, Wisconsin who who um, uh, killed Floyd, they should there should be a trial. There should they should be sentenced. It should Hold be on, that was Minnesota. That was Minnesota. In Minnesota, rather, they should be tried. It should be and seen. convicted. Justice is done, and it should be done right across, like the guy in Arizona that, that did the same thing. The cop in Arizona was uh, suspended. Well, he, not suspended. He, he should be suspended, no retirement. He should be prosecuted. He should go to jail. It was first-degree murder. The guy was saying, I can't breathe, just like Floyd. This, it has, justice has to be seen to be being done. That is about half of it. And then you can, don't, and I would agree, don't defund the police. They need to be funded. They need to be trained, disciplined. There needs to be an oversight committee. It has to be seen to be being done, not just a, a pandering to the public for a vote. It has to be serious change, not bullshit. And, and it has to be soon. And I think that will, and, and the other thing is that the police have to get out of their armor, out of their helmets, into regular uniforms, you know, and be seen I, I would agree that, that, that you know, the, the Police Athletic League needs to be funded. They need to be part of the community. They can't be separate from. Right, right. I, so, I agree so, 100%. Engage, engage the community, uh, you know, integrate with the community. And, and that way, you know, people don't have that, uh, that negative reaction against police groups. But it also has to be, we, we need to see changes in how people perceive the police and one of the problems we're seeing now with all these anti-police groups and these radical what i call radical groups that are out there their you know their mission is to is to get people to uh to, to uh, uh attack the police so to speak <clears throat> they want to yeah. inflame the situation so uh to, to marquis earlier question um Marquis was asking, so how do we how do we get this thing over with these protests? Can I can and, I answer that? Um, yeah, well, Sam, I was actually going to ask you the question. I mean, let me just um, get the question out. So, okay, my point of view, my perspective, I think, I believe, in order to end this this um, the protest and the riots, Sam, I think that one way would be hurry up and 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 prosecute. What's his name? Derek Chauvin. Chauvin, yes. Yeah, I think we need to. Hurry Chauvin, up and Chauvin. I think everyone is protesting because because of what he did. So I think the way to end it quickly would be to hurry up and prosecute the man. We all know he's guilty. He has to go through the proper procedures. We understand that the formalities. But I think the quicker he gets he gets his uh, just due. What do you think? Do you think Sam? Do you think that this is going to help end the problem? No. The protest? No. That, uh, it, end, it may end the protest. The protest may end because people are fed up and tired, and they have to go back to work. They have to go back to their normal life. That's right. they have to t take care of their human needs. So it will end. I believe that at some time when I don't know, but to, in order to get a, a real good idea, just like uh, Kirk Adair said, I'm going to direct you to socialistrevolution.org, and we have an article that was just. You could see the visual order. You can because it's a it visual stream or and it's called how can the working class how can the working class end police terror and when they say that this article is about period ending it finally 
And that takes some time to, to, to because the, the article is long, kind of long. It's maybe take you 15 minutes to read or something like that. But it goes into what has to be done. And it's, 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 not, it's not easy. The, we, we believe in reforms. All these reforms are good, but they don't last. There's no goal of, of, of accomplishment of changing the system so that this never happens again. You know, this has been going on for hundreds of years. It's been not only, you know, exploitation and the division of the class, of, of the working class into, into uh, you know, using race into money into and to color and to ethnicity and to religion, it's done for a purpose. And the world ruling class is a very tiny class. It's but it's it's got power because it has money, influence, and can do anything uh, so, so to, to direct, I, to, to direct the society, to direct uh, the police, which they need, and everything else to their will. And it has I, to be changed. And that can only I, be done through through revolution. I'm okay, going to plug in. I saw that Marquis wanted to say something about what okay. I, about my question. Go ahead, Marquis. Uh, yeah. Um, Sam, just to be clear, no one is protesting because of the killing of George Floyd. Exactly. People are protesting because of the killing of George Floyd, of Tamir Rice, of uh, Eric Garner, of yep. Trayvon Martin, and I can continue to list names I upon names. I remember Eric. I remember uh, what's up, Miss, uh, Mrs. Names, Bo Eleanor Bumpers when they came into our home and shot her. I'm sorry, Sam. You needed to you need to cut in for a second. Okay, I'm, I'm then I'm going to continue. Um, what is I happening? remember Eleanor Bumpers. They raided her. They, the police barged into her apartment and shot her. Never heard anything after that. And that because I'm older than you, I remember that. I re I remember uh, Amadou Diallo. I remember so many of it. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I Sean well. Bell in Queens. Yes, yes. Go on so, and on and on. When is it going to end? York, we're talking about New York State. And New York State is understood to be a more liberal state. So if this is happening in what we call, quote unquote, a blue or liberal state, what's then imagine what's happening in the red states. The situation that happened in Georgia where someone is running and they're, they look like someone, oh, you fit a description. We don't need to hear about fitting a description because as a matter of fact, there was a tennis player. Uh, his name is James Blake. He's a biracial tennis player that was tackled to the ground in New York City while being in New York for the U.S. tennis, uh, excuse me, the U.S. Open, which he is one of the uh, marquee players for, or at least he was at the time. So no one is protesting because of George Floyd. People are protesting because there is an ongoing situation with racism and classism that pits most of America against those of African descent. We are not the enemy of the United States. We are entitled to certain things because our ancestors built this country in the ground that we're walking on. I'm gonna end my tirade there, but let's not forget that. So when people say, well, Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the flag, that flag, which is supposed to represent all people, doesn't really support all people. When you have a football player, like um, this guy, Brees, Drew Brees, from, I believe he's in, um, I believe he's a football player in Louisiana. 
New Orleans. New, right. New, New Orleans. Orleans thank you. Um, when he's saying, I do not support anybody who disrespects the flag. Damn it, we're not talking about a fucking piece of cloth. Excuse my language. We're not talking about a piece of cloth. We are talking about silent protest. You didn't like the way he's protesting, but you, should, you better like the way they're protesting now because now they're making sure they're heard. Enough out of me. This is the material conditions that actually happen when you put your knee into somebody's throat and kill them. That's part of that. And or be shot running away from trying, away from uh, vigilantes. And you see that, that really happened. That didn't, that's not uh, coming out of the sky. It's not, it's not ordained by God. This has really happened. This is brought on by the material, material conditions of society under capitalism. This is how, and it's not just capitalism. It's, it's capitalism that is rotted. The expiration of capitalism should have happened a hundred years ago. And this is what we're seeing. A person like Donald Trump is a representative of, it, of this rotting system. That's what it is. He's a symbol of a rotting system. He, but he really does this. Well, Sam, Sam is an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, you know, Samuel, you and I are both Native American, and our ancestors are people that traded in goods. Yeah. Would we not call this a form of capitalism? We would. We would. And, um, and I think no matter how you, no matter how, Sam, I believe no matter how much we, people don't like capitalism, the world will not go around the same way if there is no capitalism. There has to be better trade. on the socialism. It would, no, it well, would be you, giving everybody a fairer shake. It would you be giving everybody, and, and not only that, oh, that's another thing. I did. Socialism should be explained. Socialism is a halfway mark. It's a transitional program. The real program that's finalized, I don't, none of us will see that, is communism, okay? Um, this is a transition state, and we're only trying to get to that transition. We're, in fact, not even in socialism. We're trying to get a worker's state. The workers run their run their lives. They so own Sam, the, so uh, the means of production. You, you like communism, industry, the technology, it's so Sam, agriculture, you like, all that. So Sam, you like worker control, democratic control. Sam, so Sam you like communism. Is, we're not saying take anything away. Hold from on, hold on, hold on, business. hold on. We're talking hold about on. the Fortune 500. I'm sorry. There's a question in Fortune there. Fortune 500. Sam, so Sam, Sam, one second. So Sam, are you saying that you aspire to communism? Yes. I, I never see, I, I don't think I'll ever see that. I'm too old. I'll, that, sure. It's also, that's very, I, I think that's very far in advance. Why, uh, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you? I could see that in the next couple of years. That may come about. And it'd be, why wouldn't that you, would be. Why wouldn't, Sam, why wouldn't you just pick up and move to a country that has the communism that you love? Because there isn't any. And there, there is no socialism anywhere either. You mean China is not communist? You mean Russia no, is not communist? It's a capitalist I mean, country. In, it's global capitalism. Sorry, man. You, you, no. you know that, that, Sorry, man. No. China. It's, it's an order. It's hold a on, bureaucratic. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because Samuel's I, lived I, in China. I stayed in China quite a bit. Okay. China is communist. They operate as capitalists, but that is their cloak. They are communist to the bone, Sam to the bone. 
if you not try to democratic. Take, if you they are not democratic. You, you can call it what you want. They are communists. Thing, they operate as capitalists. And that, that, that is with a goal. I'll their tell you goal, what capitalism their is. Their goal, and Kirk Adair will support me on this, their goal is world domina- domination. Well, Kirk, listen, listen. Yes so no. it's America. I'm, I'm, not for, I'm, I'm, not for, I'm not for the Chinese government. That, that's all bullshit. Okay. That's not okay. what okay. Do you support me? Look, look up and study what communism is. Okay. That's I know what idea. communism is. That is right? communism. What they call communism, I can call, you call, I can call myself the Pope. doesn't mean I'm the Pope. And I can even act. I can wear a gown. Uh, One second, sir. Let, let's let, let's, let, let's, let's pull Bobby and Kirk. Let's pull Bobby and Kirk into the conversation. Bobby is an, an is is an entrepreneur. He's a sole proprietor of a business that sells legal services. And um, Kirk Adair has a perspective on China. Bobby, what you you you're hearing all of this, and um, He's, you know, he's, he, he's, he's pretty steadfast in his point of view, because when he's talking, he's not giving up that mic. And, and, and sometimes I have to, to put the damper on it or the mute button. Bobby, what are you, what are you thinking when you're, hearing, um, when you're hearing Sam speak from this point of view as an entrepreneur? I uh, wholeheartedly don't agree with what he's saying. Uh, China is a communist government, a totalitarian government. They oppress the people. They murder their people. They uh, they hide things from their people, and and the Wuhan CCP Wuhan virus is a good example of that. And and, and Bobby, how do you know this? How do I know it? Yes. Well, there there's factual evidence on uh, email communications. There's been a cover up with getting the information out. We know that they shut down their their. Uh, intra-country flights from Wuhan to other cities, but they allowed the international flights to continue. And it's, you know, they did that for two reasons and two reasons only. They, they wanted the, the viral uh, uh, pandemic to spread to other countries so that they could have their economies destroyed. You know, that or and and yet they they disallowed any in in uh, in country flights because they didn't want you know the the pandemic to spread within their own their own country themselves. Kirk Kirk Adair, um, it it sounds like it sounds like he's been doing your level of research. Um, is what Bobby's saying making sense? Yeah, absolutely true. And because they had two different outbreaks in Wuhan they basically murdered the people that had the secondary situation, which was in fact a bioweapon. And they covered that up completely. Uh, There are documentaries out on it. They're pulled down by the uh, social media because the Chinese uh, government protests it. China is a fascist state. They are totally communist. They're totally fascist. They are racist. They are pro-Han, uh, ethnic minority, ethnic majority. They are butchering Tibetans. They're killing Uyghurs. They have concentration camps where they're dragging people away. Any anyone who is a protester in Hong Kong that was arrested will not live. They're either in concentration camps or they've gone away for organ harvesting because China is the, and those. By the way, the organ harvesting is horrendous because it's done while you're alive. It's appalling. The country is absolutely appalling. 
and they are total obs they're 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 five times worse than anything in 1984. They're a total surveillance state. Uh, you can't go anywhere and do anything without being observed. If if somebody wants to know where you are, they can find you within five minutes because of facial recognition, drones, and and oversight. It is it's horrendous. And the fact that the global elite want to turn us into that kind of state, okay, the, the deep state wants that. The bankers want that. They want that kind of control. It's appalling. I mean, for, Samuel, when you're talking. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kirk. You wanted to add something right quick, and then I was going to ask Samuel a question in relation. Go ahead. Absolutely. You know, the Wuhan is Wuhan is is a total example of that. There is no truth that comes out of that. They, the government projects what they want you to hear, and any objection, and especially by Chinese communities outside of China that object to that kind of 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 suppression are silenced by the CCP. They, they have them deplatformed. They have their press removed. They Kirk, just because you're saying that, you know what? Nobody here even understands what communism is. You're calling them com no, that's communism. That's not, communism. You know what communism is? It's the end of all class rule, period. End of class rule. That's all. Look up Marx. See what he means. Read no, the I manifesto. Read you understand it better. I read Lenin. And if you're looking at one second, Sam, one second, Sam, one second, go ahead, Kirk. If you're looking at successful socialist countries, you're looking at Denmark, Norway, Sweden, uh, the Dutch to a certain extent, not the British because they're totally compromised, but, but Russia is not a, a successful country. And China is far from a successful country. They are the worst. Talk okay. about a they okay. are a military fascist state. Uh, Kirk, I'm going to let I'm going to let Sam add some more words, and then I'd like to shift right quick to Samuel. Sam, I got to remind you, we got to limit it to a minute, so try to try to bullet point. Okay, go ahead, Sam. Uh, so, okay. Uh, so he needs to be un. Okay. Anyway, Samuel. Why don't you, um, we're having a technical difficulty, Samuel, you're, you've lived in China. As an entrepreneur, what would make you live in, because today's subject is defund the police, now that's a thought, what would make you want to live in a country with a state of affairs that's so strict like that? Were, were you moving there for opportunities? Were you moving there just to be exposed? What would make you want to live in a country like that? Both. I wanted to be exposed to the culture. I have a fascination with uh, Asian culture. And um, yeah, so I've been to like Korea, Japan, Taiwan, all those, a lot of Asia I've been to. Um, I stayed in China for opportunity. So I wanted to learn the language. I, I wanted to earn money there. And, um, and my ex-wife being uh, Chinese Malaysian, I thought maybe I'm going to find a good Chinese girl. That didn't work out. A good Chinese girl? What, exactly what I said. That didn't work out either. So <laughs> that sounds so sexist. Sorry. Well, I don't mean it as sexist. It was it, it was the flavor of the month. I mean, that's what I happen to have been attracted to. The flavors. Uh, yeah. But, you make her sound like she's ice cream, and you just wanted to lick her. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, actually, the part with the Chinese girl, I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. I. I don't. So, I don't believe that you're kidding. 
No, I was. I was. I was just kidding. Um, actually, I didn't have any luck with any Chinese women, just for the record. The, the truth is I was there for opportunity and for learning the language uh, and more about the culture. And also because I have some healing abilities with my hands that um, I wanted to sort of test to see if I could do as good as, better, worse than, if I could learn more about Chinese and their medicine. So uh, I also wanted to sort of compare my abilities alongside theirs. And Samuel, would you just elaborate on a statement that you made to me before? I believe you said one is able to bring money into the Chinese state, but they're not able to take it out. Would you elaborate on that? China being the communism, communist country that they are, they control everything. And when I say everything, I mean, they don't allow anyone to check their books. Anyone being, being an outsider, not within China. You cannot okay. check. You cannot check on China. Therefore, one thing that they like to do is they like to harbor their money. Yeah, they, they're trying for world domination, so they're trying to keep all the money, right? So if you earn money in China, that's great, that's beautiful. If you would like to send the money out, there is a process, and it's not always easy. As a foreigner, if you go into China right now and you would like to Western Union someone some money back here in the States, it's not going to happen. Okay. Now, We're account. We're down to five minutes. Okay, then let me just say one last thing. To, to summarize or to sum up, I would like to put it to the, to the panel once again. We were talking about defunding the, poli defunding the police. So the question is, if we had defunded the police inside of America, who benefits with no police? And that's 30 seconds apiece. The criminals. The criminals will benefit. If you have no police, the criminals and anarchy will reign. Anarchy. And Sam? Who benefits? Uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, uh, no police. Neighborhood watch committees set up by the neighborhoods and the unions combined with their membership to, to keep the violence out of the, com out of the community. Communism, I just want to say that one thing. People have to define their terms. I define what communism is. It certainly isn't China. Um, that, and that there is no communist country, nor is there a socialist country on the earth today. It's, it, it may be in the next couple of years, we hope, but it, it isn't. That would be socialism. So this is my, our, our organization. It's called so, uh, Socialist Revolution. I hope you can see it. Uh, if you want to find out more about the, our ideas, socialist.org. Uh, you can check us out, or marxist.com. Uh, okay. That's, uh, you can use that as well. And uh, we're the international Marxist tendency. And this will explain a lot better and in Sam, you're way. about to give me a cut. You're about to give me a cut. There's so much airtime dedicated to promoting that site. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to thank you for that. Um, Bobby, you answered. Kirk Adair, um, you've got 30 seconds. Um to respond to who benefits in america with no police no absolutely not you have to fund the police you have to retrain the police you have to uh, discipline the police yes but right now but Kirk, right now right now right now people people are fighting to defund the police if there is no, police, oh, no they should be defunded no they have to be funded and trained absolutely and but they have to 
to be retrained and they have to be demilitarized and they have to be Kirk, put Kirk, into Kirk, the community. Kirk, 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 who benefits is the question. Everybody. If there is no police, who Everybody. benefits? No, no. Everybody. If there is no police in America, who benefits? Because have the, the neighborhoods have their own police. From the police in America, the one percent actually benefit because they can then establish martial law and use the military. Interesting and answer. They, they add the police to the military. They become one unit instead of two. Okay, guys, I have to wrap up. Um, so in, 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 in theory, to many in the United States, Norway and other Nordic countries represent what socialism is. Giving away things, free healthcare, accessible schools, everyone gets the same education. It's socialism, it goes against capitalism completely. Then we have people that say Chinese, China is a communist country. They've called Venezuela a communist country. Communism, where they call Cuba a communist country. And so communism is thought to be the opposite of capitalism. But yet, the socialist that's on our panel, who also describes himself as a Marxist, says, we don't have real socialism, nor do we have real communism. So then why are we aspiring to that? I thank you guys for tuning into Verbal Assault Livestream. I'm your host, Marky Devereaux. Please make sure that you're following us and liking us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. In addition to that, we ask that you contribute to our program. We are listener supported, and we need people like you to help us keep going. We can be, um, we're on Patreon, we're on Twitch, we're also on various anchor platforms. We hope that you have a great weekend and be safe and be safe. Bye-bye. Thank God I'm different. I don't think me and you alike, we different. All day, whipping up the white in the kitchen. Got your bitch pulling up a tight shot. Every day fly. Fast take pictures. Count more money, more.